It looked as if maybe he'd changed. He even took me to football on that. But after six months, he was beating me and Mom up. He was always drunk and on drugs, and his dodgy mates spent all their time at our flat. My best mate back then was an Asian lad called Binny, and my dad hated him. He hates anyone that ain't white and English. He's even got these racist tattoos all over his arms and back. The first time Binny came round to play after my dad moved back in, there was trouble. Binny had been in the flat for two minutes when my dad slapped me round the head. What's this packy bastard doing in my house? He shouted. Well, he's come to play, I said. I was trying not to cry. Not in my house, he ain't, yelled my dad. Get rid of him. Binny was always really shy, and I could tell that he was scared. He told me that he was going, but I got angry. Just stay, I said. My dad went mental. He kicked me in the arse and then punched me so hard that my nose broke. Then he grabbed Binny by the neck, dragged him to the door, and threw him out onto the landing. Get out, he shouted. Then he slammed the door shut. Things like that happened all the time. The day after I turned twelve, my mum took us away. We went to stay with my nan on the other side of town. We wanted to hide, but Dad found us. My nan called the police and they took him away, kicking and screaming. But we knew then we couldn't stay with her. My mum said Dad was too dangerous. He'll have a go at your nan, she told me. I'm sorry, David, but we gotta move. That was three years ago. Mum's been saying the same thing ever since. It don't matter where we go or what we do, the arsehole finds out. I guess we could have moved to another city, but my mum is too proud to do that. I ain't leaving my friends and family because of him, she'll say. He can do one. This new flat was horrible. It was dirty and it stank. We'd only spent one night in it, and I didn't want to help clean it up. But my mum was knackered totally worn out. I didn't want her to clean it on her own. She worked as a nurse, and she had a shift to go to. So I grabbed some cloths and a bottle of bleach and gave her a hand. We'd moved to St Paul's. It's part of the city that's full of the people my dad hates. After I'd finished cleaning, I went out for a walk and I didn't see another white person for ages. It was weird. Some of the locals gave me funny looks, and as I was standing outside a newsagent eating a Mars bar, these two Asian lads rode by on mountain bikes. One of them threw an empty can at me. Oi! I shouted after them. They stopped and turned around. You want some at white boy? One of them asked. I looked him right in the eye, but didn't say anything. You must have got lost, said the other one. This is our area. Then they rode off, laughing as they went. When I got in, I turned on the telly and got a packet of crisps from the kitchen. The flat was a lot cleaner, but there was still a really bad smell. Mum had gone to work and she'd left me a note about my new school. I started the next morning, but already I didn't want to go. I flicked channels for a bit before I fell asleep on the sofa. 
I woke up in the middle of the night, sweating. I'd had a bad dream. That was nothing new. In this dream, my dad had found us again, and he was standing by my bed with a sharp knife in his hand. He was smiling at me, and I was scared, like when I was ten. I pulled a cushion over my face to hide, but he pulled it back and then tried to stab me. That was when I woke up. I went into the kitchen to get some water and stood there, praying that he wouldn't find us again. And then I started to worry about my new school. Chapter 2 White Boy I saw the difference when I walked into school for the first time. Just like on the streets, most of the people there were Asian or black. And most of them were interested in me too.